heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Somebody said to me just this morning that, you know, wow, it's been a really weird, odd couple of years. Of course, referencing everything that's been COVID related and how it's turned our world upside down backwards in in so many ways. I mean, it's just changed life for, well, about everybody, actually. And for some people, unfortunately, uh, it's ended their life in a very sad state of affairs. It is my fellow Americans. So. You know, we can't lose sight of the lessons learned and where we are right now. Now, like everything, there's, and I've been talking to you about the good and the bad that come from these kinds of events. Surely there's a lot of bad. Uh, There's also some good in the way that it is um, showcased. Uh, For instance, what's going on in our education system? And that's the fact that parents have a need and a responsibility to know that their children are being educated properly. I mean, you agree with that. I mean, everybody's got to agree with that. I mean, come on. I mean, they are your children after all, and uh, you want to make sure they're getting the right information. And this is going to be a pivotal point moving forward in our nation, I, I guarantee you. Listen, let me say this. The Virginia election last year was just the tip of the uh, iceberg or the tip of the spear, actually, there we'll say, um, because, uh, you know, people are aware now that these things are happening. That's why you see a lot of movement in the political party and with the Democrats and Republicans, both the Republicans started to embrace the parents, the family, the mom and the dad. And the Democrats found themselves on the other side of that debate that said, oh, my golly, you know, they didn't realize that's the way that was being played out. You don't want to be on the other side of mama beer and papa beer. I have news for you, my fellow Americans. That is not the place to be. And and that's sort of a a reality moment. That's a dose that people get and they say, "Okay, this is serious now. You know, a lot of this stuff can be pushed under the carpet for just so long. But once it sees the, the light of day. It's a whole nother story. And so we're starting to see things are in the sunlight. And that's one thing that COVID has done in many, many ways. It has also showcased the fact of America's far turn left. Uh, You know, it's hard to use the word socialism because To a lot of people, that word is a little warm and fuzzy almost. It's very strange how that has happened. Of course, it wasn't that way when I was growing up as a young lad, but it is that way today. Think about it this way now. Government intervention into a lot of the COVID, uh, well, fire drill we've been on over the last couple of years has really showcased a lot of things. I mean, if you really love big government and you think that you can't get enough of it and you think that they have all the answers for your life, well, then you would have really liked the way they've handled COVID over the last couple of years. Both Republicans and Democrats, I'm speaking about down here, I'm talking about the, a lot of times these two groups of the Uniparty in many ways. And I, I just give it to you real, not always, but there are many cases that is, I'm talking about the powers to be now. I'm not talking about real people down like you and I and others who run 
uh, for these uh, for government positions, but are not part of that, you know, that what do you want to call it? Establishment. We'll use the word establishment. Some people use the word deep state, but things get a little uh, hairy there when you do that a little bit, you know. Uh, now, and then there are those who say, wow, this is this is a Alice in Wonderland moment I don't want to repeat ever again in our lives. And so it's kind of put it out in the daylight. So it depends what your convictions are. And I know it's safe to say that most of our listeners here are going to fall in the other camp of not wanting uh, the, the 1984 on steroids approach. You see, they're not, they see COVID for what it is. It's an overreach uh, from the political class to seize power is really what it is, you know. Now, interesting uh, piece I want to point out to you in Axios a few months back, uh, still very relevant, and it, it, it entitled America's Continued Move Towards Socialism. And, and let's set the tone right here before I bring on my special guest here today. And, and here it is. Um, Half of younger Americans now hold a positive view of capitalism and socialism's appeal in the United States yet continues to grow. And this is driven, they say, by black Americans and women. And this is according to an Axios uh, momentum poll. Axios momentum poll is what it, it reports this. Okay. So just half of younger Americans now hold a positive view of capitalism and socialism's appeal in the U.S. is growing fast. As I say, socialism has positive connotations for, and listen to these numbers, please, 60% of black Americans and 45% of American women and 33% of non-white Republicans. Those numbers have grown over the past two years through the COVID deal, right? And uh, so you're seeing that rise in numbers. So the bottom line they say are is this, and, and it's an interesting bottom line. The bottom line is this, politicians looking to attack opponents to their left can no longer use the word socialist as an all-purpose pejorative. Increasingly, it's worth as a badge of pride. That's an interesting bottom line, I would say to you there. So let's uh, pull this apart here today. And uh, I want to bring on uh, someone I, you know, I had her on Viewpoint this Sunday last year, and she was just terrific. And I, I thought we've got to get back into a bigger, bigger conversation. And uh, just absolutely thrilled to have here on with us, uh, Jordana Schifanelli is here. And uh, now Jordana is an attorney. Uh, she's an adjunct professor of law and economics at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. Been a strong voice in opposing some of the things I already talked to you about, the CRT and the radicalization of our schools. She's running with Dan Cox on the ticket there in Maryland uh, in uh, the midterms here. Uh, very interesting. So it is, oh, it's a delight on my end, a privilege, Jordana, to have you on the Voice of a Nation. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Now, let me give just a smidgen of background, and then I want to have you put some context on this. Here's what I, I, I want to use today as a learning experience, so we all take something from the table here. All right, here's where I'd like to start. Um, you know, the conversation we're having right now a little bit, okay, a lot of people hyperventilate on this, and I think the extremes, depending on where you are in the political aisle, like I said, it's all in the sunlight, 
So you either really can't get enough of this stuff or you understand how, you know, how, how uh, destructive it is and you push away from it. Um, there are those couple of different camps. Now, you know, we're having conversations we've kind of never had before in, uh, in America. You understand and can frame this probably better than most uh, coming from yourself, your uh, childhood, uh, understanding your background. I mean, your background, you were born in Yugoslavia and you survived communism. And you have a very interesting story with your parents and all that. Let's do this to keep it into context right now. Growing up there, the way life was, if you were to uh, tell us, you, know, you meet us in an elevator somewhere, we have a little conversation about what that was like. How would you summarize growing up in a communist country. And I want to try to sort of compare and contrast that, if you will, Jordana, with, with what's happening here in America, what the telltale signs are, if they are signs there, or people are just taking this out of context. So bring it back to what are the, when, when you were back to growing up, what were the signs and what was life like there, please? So in America, there are signs, but these are not just the signs. These are the realities. What was the life growing up there? Um, everyone is equally miserable. If I can summarize this in one word or sentence, that would be it. So everyone is equally miserable. Everyone uh, has a very limited um, purchasing power and everyone are limited with their desires. It's a complete contrast to the, quote, American dream, where you can do whatever you wish. You can be whoever you want. You can try any kind of enterprise. You're free to do it. The ideal freedom in then Yugoslavia was very limited. Government will tell you exactly what you can and cannot do, which is something that everyone can recognize here. You know, if you can breathe, you can you can only breathe through a mask here. Um, like everything that exists here today uh, is exactly how it was in any kind of communist country. But here we are we are on steroids trying to catch up in this kind of uniformity, this kind of uh, forced limitation on freedom. So we are here trying to catch up to what other countries, Soviet countries, so satellite countries, Eastern European countries had actually lived through after World War II. And some of them still live, in, live like that today. So America is marching towards socialism and actually communism. And I dare to call that America is marching towards fascism. And fascism will lead to what fascism in every country had led to, atrocities and suffering of ordinary and common people who surrender their freedoms to the power of the elitists and the government. Wow. Wow, that is, that, that is a, uh, that's the frosting on the cake there. Thank you for that explanation. You say here, and I quote, everyone is equally miserable. This is a complete contrast to the American dream. You know, I, I, that's your quote now. I've got that tied to you. I and mean, that's, a, that's a hell of a way to frame the argument. And you also say forced limitations on freedom. Give us now specific details, please, of what you see right here, right now, that, are, that correlate to what you're saying, please. You can see equally miserable parents everywhere. Here's the example. 
you know, how children can go to school, what can they learn, what are they told? You know, when I was in school in Yugoslavia, um, it was in the 70s. So this was in the height of the Cold War and Yugoslavia was not part of the Soviet bloc. However, it was a socialist country. And what we learned in school was a lot of patriotism, a lot of patriotism and, and promotion, I guess, it's a marketing again, to promote this kind of lifestyle where everybody are living in a you know two bedroom apartment or one bedroom apartment based on how many family members there are. There is no four bedroom apartments, by the way. There's only one and two and three, depending on how many family members you might have. Um, there is... Again, everyone have a limitation to what they can uh, achieve or what they can learn. But there's a lot of patriotism uh, while, while in school, uh, promoting the fact that group and a social group is more important than an individual. So where you, you as a person, you are irrelevant. You can be dead. Your life can be spared. You are nothing and no one. Because you only matter if you are a part of the group and if you contribute to the group. And, and so it worked, actually, after World War II, when everything was torn down and the entire Europe was torn down. And there had to be some sort of international, you know, like NATO on the Western uh, hemisphere of Europe or Eastern Bloc, where you had to have some sort of a power of a government to force everybody to rebuild what was torn down during World War II. But the appeal, but the appeal to a ruler or a government control that the government can organize distribution, production, and exchange of resources is like, I don't have to worry about anything. Government shall provide. Government will tell me how much milk I can buy. I can only buy one gallon, I can't get two. I can only buy one loaf of bread and I can only get 100 grams of salami and not the whole thing of salami. In other words, everything is quantifiably determined by someone else. And these are the rules and that's all you can get. When Americans hear the context of what you say, I'm going to suggest to you, they probably say to themselves, that will never happen here. That's what people would think. Go ahead. Well, it's already happening. It's already, you can't even, in Maryland, you cannot even get your prescriptions from the pharmacy. If a, if a doctor sends you a prescription and the pharmacist said, uh, I don't like it, uh, how does the pharmacist even have any say between you and your physician? Yeah. Well, he does. And how does the pharmacist have that power? Because the governor tells the pharmacy, from now on, you guys are not going to fill out the prescription for I don't know, ivermectin for that, I'm, for, for whatever, or I, I hydroxychloroquine. It doesn't matter what medication it is. It is that it's already in America. So government tells somebody, whether pharmacist or, or a manufacturer or distributor, you are going to do X, Y, and Z, and they do it. All right, so let me let me That's stop you there it. a moment. Why are so? Here's what I question. I know exactly what you're speaking about because we get, uh, uh, I mean, so many emails and responses in here regarding COVID because of our uh, uh, the MDs on our platform, and and we've become a center for that. And a lot of people, you're right, they can't get those medications. The pharmacists yes. have done exactly what you've said. You're 100 correct. So what I would say back to you is I question myself is why are so many people along the chain here lock in step 
So, you know, unless people push back, in other words, against this overreach, like you say, when the governor says such and such or the president says such and such. And of course, they're out of context there. It's unconstitutional. Uh, it's immoral. Uh, down in, I can come down the list, Jordana, about all these things. It's just not right. And yet, so how is it that many of our fellow men, many of our, our, our fellow citizens here, please, how do they get so lock in step with the bureaucrats that they push this on to the American people? Why? How? It is the same question that people have asked early on. How is it possible that the Germans followed Hitler and committed such atrocities, not once, but twice, World War I and World War II? How is it possible? And I wish people would actually get better education here. And this is why I'm a big proponent of getting an education. And education means reading a lot, and that means reading Mein Kampf. And I'm going to tell you something what Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf. Okay, He said, the masses love the ruler rather than the suppliant and inwardly they are far more satisfied by doctrine which tolerates no rival than by the grant of liberal freedom. They often feel at a loss what to do with it and even easily feel themselves deserted. People are not comfortable with their own freedoms. Sometimes they don't know what to do. And not only that, but they're not sure what to say. I have a lot of people who come and tell me, wait a minute, how can you question Governor Hogan's decision to mandate this, that, and the other? Or how can you question Biden's decision? Or how can you, whatever. The idea of questioning authority is mm. something wow. that is not comfortable to, know, to people, generally speaking. And when you do question authority, you yourself think you know more than them. And a lot of people are not comfortable with their own knowledge and their own education. Mm -hmm. And in the last, at least that I know, I've been in America for the last 22 years, I know that the quality of our education had been downgraded and downgraded and downgraded before I got to America, and we're talking mm -hmm. before 1980s, and we're talking before that, which is postmodernism, the idea of this social group is more important than a person, and a person has no information, cannot question reality, you cannot debate, goes towards insidiously promoting fascist doctrine where a government, a ruler, or a, th a totalitarian person knows more. And then people gravitate towards someone who they think knows more, but they don't. They don't. When I was having a debate years ago with, a, with, a medical, with someone from medical field, and that person was promoting Obamacare, at that point, I was saying, why can't you just leave me alone? Why can't you allow me? to purchase my own health plan? Why do I have to go through this Maryland health connection and pay $2,400 for some bronze plan that doesn't cover anything? And uh, as at one point Trump said, you need to be hit by a truck to even need that kind of insurance. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a silly, it's a silliest thing ever. The person from a medical field said, but don't you think that those who create and approve those plans know more than you? And I said, no, why would I think that? I think I know enough to do my own research. Well, the person from a medical field said, but you still have less information than someone who is, quote, qualified. We have turned our lives to some imaginary 
qualified experts. Well, there are some experts in the government that know everything about healthcare. Oh, well, wait a minute. There are some experts in education that know everything about education. And you as a person, you as a parent, you're nobody, you're nothing, and you have no knowledge. And if you dare to speak, otherwise you will be doxxed and canceled. Yeah, yeah. Same exact principle that existed in Serbia and Yugoslavia. When I was third grade high school, Mm-hmm. And I was in my class and I was top student even then, even there. I, I was who I was. I was born the way I was born. I would have succeeded anywhere. If you threw me to North Korea, I would be top person in North Korea somehow, somewhere. Why? Because that's who I am as a core. This is a natural right. This is the natural law that even Jean-Jacques Rousseau has been talked about in his discourse of the origin and foundation of inequality among men. Mm-hmm. People are born with certain skills and they can only promote those skills or suffocate those skills. So if you are who you are, you will be who you are no matter where okay. you are. You will use mm-hmm. the sur- surrounding around you. So when I was a third grade high schooler, here comes the young communists. And they called up my name and they said, you know, stand up. And I stood up and they said, well, you're a top-notch student. You come with us. And I said, where are you going? And they said, well, you've been selected because you're a top student and you're going to come become a member of the party. And I said, wait, wait a minute. What kind of party? Why do I want to be a part? What, what party? What? And they said, well, you know, if you are a member of our young socialist party, then you will have a bright future. And I said, well, why can't I have a bright future without having to attend stupid meetings? It's boring. I don't want to be a member of any kind of party. Um, They said, well, if you don't, you won't have a future here. And I said, well, hang on a minute. Don't I, shouldn't I have a future and an opportunity to make my own living or get a good job based on my own knowledge and skills? And they looked at me and they said, boy, you're such an idealist. Nobody lives in socialist country. Nobody becomes an elitist because they're smart. It's because who, who you know and who pushes you to that particular position. That right, is so the reason when, why. when we talk about questioning authority, when we talk about yes. questioning authority, you talk you use the healthcare as an example moments ago. Right. And like right now, even when it comes to, well, uh, vaccines or medications or what have you, uh, then you've got the pharma companies and all of that. So when these people say back to you, Jordana, well, why are you questioning this? Like you say, you get called out because you're questioning authority. What they're not telling you is that the people on the other side of the authority, uh, they they uh, bankroll themselves very well. They pocket the change very well. All the pharmaceutical companies, all the doctors, all the healthcare companies, all these various facilities. So it's like when they present this case to you, like they should know better. Well, the only way they know better is that they get rich off of it. That's what I see. In every country on earth, in every country on earth, that has embraced socialism from Venezuela, through Soviet Russia, China, North Korea, any country on earth has these elitists, they call them oligarchs, I call them extortionists, and I call them organized mafia. This same organized mafia today exists in the same manner in, in the United States of America, only if you wanna look at that. So when you take a look at this, NIH and the money is flying from taxpayers funding this NIH, there is no difference 
then the money is coming from communist country to another communist country's bureaucracy, who is part of the general oligarchy. Literally, the United States of America has been degrading itself to the denomination of socialist Russia, North Korea, and any other socialist country. And it's, and it's happening so obviously, so apparently, notoriously, adversely in school systems. The kids are taught in school systems that individual life uh, is subordinate and irrelevant to the collective. They start teaching kids from kindergarten. As a matter of fact, in America, 20 some years ago, my husband came across, we, had a, we have a 20 year old now, and uh, we came across this little book for kids. And this is an American author who got all these awards and it's about this rainbow fish. And I don't know if, you, if your listeners know the story that I'm gonna, it's about this, this rainbow fish was so beautiful. It was a fish in the sea and it's so gorgeous. All the scales of all the colors glittering and shining. And all other fish in the sea were so envious of her that this beautiful, gorgeous, unique fish was alone. So what was the solution? So the group is rejecting this beautiful, unique creature. And what is the solution? Well, the solution is that this unique creature is either going to be cast out and thrown out and be alone and cry and imagine if a four-year-old is listening to the story versus how about you take your beautiful shiny scale and share with all other fish in the sea so every fish gets one glittery shiny scale and we are all equally ugly but hey we will take you back in you can be part of our group that matter. Now you're ugly, just like we are, but we, you can be part of our group. Think what this does to a psyche of a four or five-year-old. And that is book that has been praised all over. They have the socialist ideologies of degrading individual uniqueness, opportunity to pursue dream, no matter how difficult the road may be in America, has been denominated to the bottom of you are crazy you are an idiot you you can there is no american dream and we can only create two classes of citizens oppressors and oppressed mm -hmm. which yeah. is the same classification in socialist country where i'm come from where you have this working class and then you have the government mm. and there's gotta be this this division and in america they tried i don't know if your listeners remember 2008 when the same proponent of socialist agenda in america today was the person who created uh the uh, uh occupy wall street remember occupy movement at the time it was 2008 yeah. and why didn't occupy wall street succeed as a movement at the time they actually transitioned into black lives matter and antifa later on it didn't because 90% of America's private entrepreneurship are private businesses, whether small businesses, middle-sized businesses. So you couldn't divide people based on business ownership. Turns out everybody, 90% of American household has some kind of LLC or some kind of small business or some kind of business. So you couldn't divide them that way. So the socialists continue to seek ways to divide us. So how do they do that? Well, let's see how they can. Well, go back to race. 
easy to divide us. Oppressor versus oppressed. Go back to something that existed, you know, 200 years ago and try to dwell on that. Can we be divided by race? Can we be divided by gender? Can we be divided by any kind, vaccinated versus unvaccinated? Try to divide however you can into this oppressor, oppressed denomination. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, and that is exactly how they do it. I mean, uh, the, the division is the key. You know, you mentioned uh, you occupy Wall Street there a moment, too. And to remind listeners uh, an important point, um, this has been building for a long time. I know a lot of people think that this just happened. This just started. That the lights just went on to this uh, uh, this node to uh, Marxism that we're speaking about here, but it's been building for a lot of years. The problem is back then, the question you have to ask yourself, my fellow Americans, is did we heed the warnings? Did we heed the warnings? We did not heed the warnings and they've continued to multiply and multiply. And you see what's happened here. It's very, it's a very faceted conversation. To me, really in my heart, this is less about Democrats and Republicans, really and truly. It's more about good and evil, you see, because good and evil exist on all sides. People, let's be clear. Don't think for a moment I subscribe to the fact that all Democrats are bad and all Republicans are good. Well, that is nonsense. Absolute nonsense. You know, I was having a conversation the other day with somebody about this and you know, it, it gets uh, you can feel the tension with people when these conversations come up. You can feel it immediately. Of course, I, I see the assault that's happening to uh, the American people right now. And I refuse to accept that, my friends. I, I won't accept that. And that's where we draw the lines and things get a little more heated. Uh, it's it's why it's important we have these conversations about this uh you know, far left turn the, the nation is grappling with right at this moment here. You see some of the telltale signs that uh, Jordana is explaining here uh, in her upbringing. And she really has so many great points that she speaks about when she's measuring the moment of where we are as a nation and, you know, where the trouble, where the, where the potholes are, the troubling moments that we really need to uh, understand and, and, you know, this this a question in authority. Interesting. And and really, I love the way she says forced limitations on freedom. Doesn't that say a lot to you? Forced limitations on freedom. That's what's happening. That would define COVID probably pretty well. It's about the best little definition I've heard in, in four words. Really think, come on, forced limitations on freedom. Now, they do it under the guise of the COVID, uh, you know, exercise, but people, there's all kinds of things that you could put that under, and they will. This is just the start of it. You know, remember, remember something important. You look historically at the world. You look at all these various countries that have gone full out Marxist, as we talk about here. How many of those governments, how many of those dictators, how many of those countries or those regimes how many of them give the power back to the people once they've seized it? Exactly. It never happens. It, it ends up being a revolutionary moment, whatever that means. They don't give the power back people. And even the people you're sending to high office, they don't give the power back. It's just not a human condition. It's not going to happen. They seize the power and they, they take it and they control it and they want that power. That's really the problem that we have here. So 
Well, listen, let's uh, we're in a whole new world here, a whole new year. We've got a lot, lot happening. And let me just remind you again to please get out and walk and take healthy self. Those that that's, you know, that's my mission. That's my goal. My, my goal really in doing this is to uh, help people out to, to raise. Someone sent me a beautiful message the other day. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I get so, I, I get a lot of great, great communications in here, far more great than bad, quite frankly. And they, they referenced the fact that, in fact, it was a Democrat who uh, uh, that, that referenced it, a, uh, a strong Democrat, that said, you know, they may have a political philosophical belief difference in some areas than you, Malcolm. They, they sent it to me. But I love the way you embrace humanity. And I listen to you because of the way you embrace humanity. Isn't that nice? Isn't that beautiful? You know? And that's right. It, it was a great uh, uh, moment for me to see that somebody else picked that up because I think at the end of the day, that's what we have in the fight of good and evil. It, it really is the embracing of the human spirit. Uh, I love American exceptionalism. Of course, I love all Americans. I love we the people. And uh, so if that's embracing humanity, then so be it. And uh, I, I will do that every day. So listen, let's be sure. Number one, you're taking care of yourself. A healthy immune system is the real key to this thing, my friends, the real key. I mean, I've learned that, if anything. I've been taking healthy self for four years now, but I learned it before COVID, the importance of a healthy immune system. It's, it's everything. It's absolutely everything. It also helps us stay younger and look good. I mean, because the health of your cells is everything. It gets right to the health of your cell. That's how we age. It's how we feel. It's how we act. It's how we live. You see, see what I mean? Let's break it down to, the, to that common denominator right there. So in order to have healthy cells and in order to have that sort of lifestyle, you know, my friends, like everything in life, you get out of it what you put into it. Does that make sense? You get out of it what you put into it. So uh, I get out and I walk several miles a day, my, myself and my wife. And remember, my wife, uh, she went through a horrible COVID experience and almost was on a ventilator. You, some of you know that story. I've told you before. Uh, she was in a very bad uh, situation. And by the grace of God, we got through it and she's here. But we were close to death, quite frankly, for, because her immune system was heavily compromised because she was in a car accident. There, there's your lesson right there. Just five, about five weeks before, I think she contracted COVID. Uh, unfortunately, the timing was horrible. Very healthy woman and no comorbidities at all, but her health uh, immune system was heavily compromised. And that's what COVID does is it gets in there and it looks for that and exploits it in your body. Then it gets into your deeper respiratory system and then you're in trouble. That's where we were with my wife. And, you know, so healthy immune system is vitally important. And to do that, I take the uh, several products. I, I mean, I, you know, I was just talking to Dr. Henry Ely the other day, taking D, taking zinc, all the things you hear about, the echinacea, all the various things. Of course, people say ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Some people take it prophylactically and others when you're in that condition. The main thing is I take from Healthy Cell, they have a whole line of nutraceuticals, gel form. You can just take it right out of the package or put it in a little bit of water. They have the multi every day. Uh, they have a whole host of products like REM sleep, very natural way to help you sleep in the evening. Uh, focus. A lot of people have brain fog from COVID. That's a real, you know, my wife had it as well. It still has it. The long-term COVID takes time to get over that. Those products all help that. Uh, plus AC11 is another one you'll hear quite a bit about. But anyways, all our listeners get 20% off. There's a whole array of products there. Just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. 
or click the banner ad back at americaroutloud.com. However you do it, take care. You get into a regiment that's comfortable for you, okay? All right? And don't take your health for granted. Don't take your immune system for granted. And to live the best life, you've got to feel good in and out. And that's what I suggest. And get out and walk. Walk a few miles every day. Please push yourself to do that. See the trees. Enjoy life. No matter what, feel good, breathe. That's what it's all about, my friends. If there's anything you take from this program, I don't want you to take the Republican and Democrat talking points from this program. I want you to, I want you to take the humanity piece of this program, life. Feel good. Let's get on with it, right? That's what it's all about here. Well, we're going to return in just a moment here with Jordana Schifanelli. Um, she's one of the most articulate people uh, that I know in this particular conversation here. We'll pause a moment, my fellow Americans. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Dr. Peter McCullough, if you go to HealthyCell.com, you can check out the technology, the products of Healthy Cell. These are very innovative products. They are a form of bio-nutraceuticals that are bioactive and they come in a variety of categories. One is daily essentials, which are the bioactive multi and the vegan essentials. And then the next category is performance. And this is the REM sleep supplement. I've talked about it a lot. I think it's very effective and I recommend it uh, for myself and for my family, but as well as my patients. I'm having great luck with this because it is such a terrific product with um, a blend of, I think is what's needed for not only promoting sleep, but also getting quality sleep. And one gets quality sleep, then there's restfulness and the next day is better. And then the next night is better. And it becomes a progressively positive cycle for the human body. And the next product in the performance category is focus and recall, focus and recall. And I think that is the featured product that um, is coming into play for those with long COVID and brain fog that develops after COVID-19, the respiratory infection, but also after COVID-19 vaccination. So go to HealthyCell.com and check out the products. And in the promotional code, use the term out loud for 20% off your first purchase. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Liberty on the pursuit of 2022 is upon us. Happy New Year, my fellow Americans. Eleanor Roosevelt says the future belongs to those 
who believe in the beauty of their dreams. May you realize your dreams in the new year we trust. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. We return with you here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. Thank you as always, my fellow Americans, for being with us on the mission here. Now, everything is back at America Out Loud. Uh, Just, I'll tell you what, content, we have the greatest writers and articles, essays to take and read and educate yourself and promote them and share them. Great radio hosts, uh, talk shows, videos it's all there the content at americaoutloud.com listen we're our mission's real simple liberty and justice for all uh, we're in the march back to humanity and it's all back there at america out loud and help us get the good word out there and that's that's what we're doing here friends on the front line uh, for sure now our show the voice of a nation here you're listening to plays daily monday through friday uh, weekdays, that is, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time is the first hearing you'll hear of the program. There is an encore at 10. So just remember 6 and 10. Of course, all the shows go to podcasts. You'll you'll get them about, about a day, day and a half later from talk radio on podcast networks worldwide, all of them. You'll hear them and you can really get them also back on the front page of America Out Loud. All right. So we are talking with uh, Jordana Schifanelli. Uh, again, attorney, adjunct professor of law and economics. Uh, she's running for lieutenant governor of Maryland with Dan Cox. Big deal. They're running out of freedom first platform. There's a lot to that story there. Um, I want to bring it forward a little bit, Jordana, from what we're just talking about here moments ago. And I think where I'd like to come back and, and you know, you say so many passionate points you bring up and I love the way you frame some of this and uh, really, some amazing quotes that you said in the first part of this thing. Uh, when we talk about these telltale signs, let me start here and say this. You know, a lot of people are not understanding that there's a transition happening in the United States of America. They're totally in denial. They're not heeding the warnings. And I think a lot of people really, truly, honestly, not maliciously, but they take our country for granted. They take America, the United States for granted. And they think it's always going to be here. It's always got, but it's not that way as history has shown from others. You know, there's a a, a few things, a list of a few things as far as what are the examples? What are the signs? So when there's a power grab right now, when we talk about a power grab, again, I want to refer to the, I call it the Marxist left. Now, to be clear with everybody, there are, I have a lot of great Democrat friends in the center and to the left of the aisle. I don't have any Marxist friends, frankly. I don't have any of those. And I don't have any that are on the extreme left. But those people are sort of really infiltrated into the Democrat Party is what's happening. And you've got that major struggle happening here. So here's what I would say to you, and I'd like you to comment on this, Georgiana, these few different points here. If you take a look at, uh, you look at the goals, just look at the goals 
of the Marxist left. And, and just think about all these people. So they want to enfranchise 22 million illegal immigrants. Uh, why, you would ask? Well, the power of the vote. I mean, they don't take care of their own citizens. I would suggest to you, uh, people in their own cities and states, just look at the problems we have here in our own country. So then you ask, why are they trying to take care of others in other third world countries? Well, now you know it's the power of the vote. I mean, what else would it be? They don't take care of their own constituents. I mean, you know, they want to abolish the Electoral College because they want just New York, California and potentially Illinois to pick the president and gain the power. Right? that's it. They want to gain uh, four more senators from Washington, D.C. push for statehood. These are the goals now. This, this is not hyperbole. I'm thrown at you here. And they'd love Puerto Rico to fall in as well. There's been a lot of talk about that. So they want to flood the country, tens of millions more refugees, illegal immigrants. They want to uh, introduce these other reforms, like i give you an example with the election. And this is something you know about, Jordana. They want to have mass mail-in balloting. Now, that, that's a COVID uh, exercise. They want to make that part of the law of the land now. They want to abolish ID requirements. You don't need to show any ID. You just need to, I guess, breathe or have an oxygen machine, whatever it is. Just get in and be able to vote the way they want you to vote. And that'll guarantee their party control. And again, then there's a lot of talk about abolishing the Senate uh, filibuster and uh, place again. And when you do that and you place four more leftist justices on the Supreme Court with court packing. Well, I would say to you at that point, Jordana, if you want to put a recipe or an agenda out there, I'll just put that for starters and say, well, that would really there would be virtually no way we'd be able to stop any of this if those things happen. And did I talk out of turn there anywhere or are the examples I just gave, are they real examples? I don't want to make stuff up now. Are those real examples that they put out as their agenda and goals that they would love to achieve? Yes. Yes. So so these are the tools. These are the tools that they're using to destroy America. But let's look at from, you know, I always like to the viewers to take a look 30,000 feet down and why are it. they doing it? Love it. They're doing it because they don't want, they don't want to have the United States of America that has three branches of government, legislative, executive, and judiciary separated the way our framers, the American founding fathers have set this country up from the very beginning. The entire idea uh, is to destroy this system. And the Obama actually spoke very eloquently about this quote change. Remember, they were working with this. We got to do the change. What, what are you changing? They never called the Democrats and the progressives, and I call them globalists. They never call um, the United States of America as, you know, this is my home. Uh, this is my patriotic duty to love my country. My country comes from, you know, from the sea to shining sea. They don't do that. They burn the flag. They open the border. They want to destroy court backing. So these are just that you mentioned. These are just the tools that they are using to create civil unrest, war, destruction, misery. And why are they doing this? Because from the ashes of the old system, the capitalist system, the new world order will emerge. Now, where do they see and where do they find success? Why, why would they want to change something? And what are they going to replace it with? 
if, they, if you're going to change the way we'll live today, what are you going to replace this with? They would like to replace this with this ideology of global world without borders. And they actually had time to practice. When they destroyed my home country, Yugoslavia, they practiced. Yugoslavia had six states, two provinces, like independent counties kind of thing. They destroyed it. They called civil war. They had, they created ethnic cleansing when the entire ethnic groups had to be moved from one geographic region to another. They were practicing, and I call them they, meaning the globalists, and those globalists, and they call themselves progressives, are not just Democrats, but majority of them are. Some of them are Republicans. And I hate to name names, but the entire Bush senior and, and, and second uh, Bush administration was in line with this globalist progressive UN takeover of the entire world. And if the United States fails as a superpower, well, then the chips will fall as they may. And our way of life will never go back to this independent branches of government. Keep in mind that this is the only country on earth that has independent judiciary, executive, and legislature. In Russia, you don't have these independent things. And we vote for our judges here. They have appointments. They put, you are going to be the judge and you're going to vote the way my politics works. Mm -hmm. Those prime ministers are switched in Europe as often as you can get. Well, now, Jordan, the Democrats progressives want to destroy those three yeah. steady branches of government we have here. Well, and they're working very hard for kids. All right. So let me, let me talk to you on what you're saying is so key, vital right now, Jordana. And you point out a unique difference about America. Uh, think about it. I mean, this wasn't that really the brilliance of our framers. When you think about, you know, all these other entities around the world and what's happening, what's happening here is I don't think it's, uh, you know, fail proof. I mean, I'm not suggesting that, but it was brilliant of our framers to put this form of government in place as sort of checks and balances. But the question I ask you now is that enough? Can that can that prevail? Ultimately, is that what people are counting on to prevail with all of this chaos going on? Uh, I mean, it's certainly an added benefit and a bonus to have that, but we should not take that for granted, should we? You're just asking me a question. Literally, do I have faith that we can save our country? That's actually the question you're asking me. And I cannot live without faith. I know that Americans have gone through similar communist attacks in the past, but the communists evolved. Look, in 1921, Bolsheviks versus Menshevik civil war erupted in Russia. That's where the Bolsheviks have established their socialist system, which exists today. These communists, and I call them the, the pro global progressives, not calling them Democrats or Republicans, they're global progressives. They had 100 years. They are 100 years ahead of us. So what they're doing today to destroy us, they're trying to confuse people. They're calling socialism social justice. Well, when somebody says, are you for social justice, every person that I can just randomly pick off the street will say, of course, I'd like social justice. I would like social justice, but they don't even know what, they're, what the hell they're talking about. We're talking about socialism. Social justice and equality versus equity are completely different things. But what they're doing, they're confusing people because they know that if they go to American household and say, hey, vote for socialism, bubble here, nobody will do that. But 
If they vote for social justice, then 80% or more of people would like to see some social justice, no matter what, no matter the fact that they don't even know what that means. During the Bill Clinton's administration in the 90s, as a part of the Democrat majority at the time, at that time in the mid-90s, they instituted over 100 welfare slash social, different social programs. Some of them were cash only. So that means here's the money and you do whatever you want with it. And what did the people do? They went and bought, bought drugs. And today, if you see the explosion of opioid crisis, it parallels these cash-only programs. So the program is not go back to work. Let me re-educate you back to education. Let me help you get on your feet. Instead, well, here's the money. You do whatever you want with it. And now we have this dichotomy of words, playing with words, social justice, equity, we need equity, we need socioeconomic lens. Now we're gonna look at people through different socioeconomic lenses. Instead of looking right. at each individual as mm -hmm. here you go, here's the ball, get it on and start running. And All achieve right. whatever you want with it. Because I can tell you, there's no mm -hmm. country on earth where you can come as me with, no, I have nobody, like I have nobody. I have a family, I have nothing. I have just me. And I came with a backpack after NATO bombing in 1999. Within two years, I was successful financial advisor with this accent that everybody can hear, right? No right. one judged me. No one judged me based on my accent, skin color, weird look, whatever. No one had said in America, look, I'm not going to do business with you because you speak with this accent. Nobody cared. Right, because people right. in America, Americans are not that way because everyone's from somewhere. And this country That's exactly is built it. on this yeah, 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 it defines so, America is what it is, Jordana. It it, yeah, it I always say that, that the beauty of America and American diversity, I mean, and it's what the Marxist left try to use against the people. But it's exactly. actually, yeah, it's actually our beautiful moment. And listen, you and I are so symbiotic in these thoughts here uh, because of, uh, you know, we understand the uh, measurement of America and you do as well. And I so embrace this as well. Let me ask you uh, two quick points here. We've only got a couple of moments left. So let me get to the point here. I want to talk about your uh, website and all in a moment here. Um, what? Um, just take a moment and tell listeners now, all right, here we are at the beginning of 2022. If you'll put the crystal ball on in the forecast between now and let's say we're now at the end of the year after the election in November, December, based on what you think will happen this year, where will America be after the election? What do you predict will happen when we talk in December this year? So looking forward, I really hope that Americans will step forward. Those listening to this program will step forward and put their name on the ballot and start running for political office. You're smart. You know more than they do. And meaning who is they? the leftist and progressives. You know quality of your life means more than anything. Don't let anyone destroy it. You still, we still have the power to grab our freedoms and hold it very tight. Mm. If we don't, if we sit, kick back and relax and get scared and put three masks on all over your face, we are going to lose this freedom and we will never get it back. So far from this particular point in history, this is January, I really believe that Americans and a lot of your listeners are itching to do something. 
Mm-hmm. And what they need yeah. to do is to wherever they live, they need to start putting their names, organizing their, their campaigns. And you know what? Speaking the truth. Yeah. One of yeah. the biggest fears for yeah. the socialists is to shine the light on the fraud that they're trying That's to right. portray right. and pull That's the wool right. over yeah. the America. The way to, to save us is to shine the light. Okay. I believe because otherwise they wouldn't be running. I don't know what I would do if I lost this belief. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that America is still a shiny star, the only shiny beacon of freedom. Amen. The, the power Amen. of that light is yeah. in our hands. And right. it takes families to go out and do something and do yeah. something they're not comfortable doing. Okay, all right. So you, far, uh, you know. You are a fireball, I have to tell you, young lady. You are a fireball. Let me give people the website, please, okay? It is restorefreedoms.com, right? Is that correct, Jordana? That is the website to help me win this. Yeah, restorefreedoms.com. Well, you know, I referenced you when last year when you were on Viewpoint with me, and I really do believe this, you that you were a rising star. And of course, you said to me off mic, well, I don't know about a star, Malcolm, but you know, and which is very humble of you. But I do think you have a lot to bring to the conversation, Jordan. I'm absolutely convinced of it. I mean, I'm absolutely a fan. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of yours. And uh, so that website, RestoreFreedoms.com, uh, you know, Giordana Schifanelli has the message right out there. Patriots welcome. Together we'll make a difference. Help us restore our freedoms. And again, it references she is running for lieutenant governor along with uh, Dan Cox there in uh, the state of Maryland here. And uh, it's it's terrific, the site and the message on there. And she's got her values and beliefs there. So I want you to check that out, my fellow Americans, please. Restorefreedoms.com. Jordana, I have a lot of ideas for us ahead. We'll stay close and keep your voice right in here. Do everything I can. Uh, I I do believe you're a a beacon in this, a shining beacon. And uh, I so appreciate your your contributions to the uh, conversation here in our great country. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll be available to anyone. Just ask questions. Help us out. Let's win this. Let's win this for our future generations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. See, that's it. See, you you definitely want to you, you hear her talk right there. I just, you know, let's win this. I mean, she gets the fight, people, the fight that we're in. You see what I, I, I mean? So I don't want to let the moment go or escape us without highlight on that. Listen, we have to help people like Jordana. Uh, we have to help her. Uh, Jordana Schifanelli get there. And and because her belief system is, how do I say to you? It's, it's so American. It's so you and I. It's so, this, this, is, this is really, um, th- this is God's story here. This is, the, this is the fight of good and evil. And, you know, and listen, I mean, I was born here. I was born on Pluto, but I was dropped here in the U.S. You know that already, friends, you know. But, I mean, listen, I, I'm, about, I'm as American. As she is as American as I am American. Jordan, who comes from Yugoslavia, and I come from Pluto, and here we are. We're all American, right? That's the beautiful thing about this country I love, and we all have something to contribute. And my fellow Americans, thank you, as always, for being with me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud.